Hello and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Today I'm delighted to welcome along Adam and Declan from the Cartons. How you doing, guys? Yeah, right. I'm yeah. great. How are you? How are you? Ah, not bad. I was uh, been off work for three days, so first day back today, which wasn't very pleasant. But uh, yeah, you know what? It's not bad. Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. Was the pronunciation a, of the, the name there? there was. Uh, I went to see the cooks and the snuts in Newcastle on Monday night. Oh, uh, nice, nice. We trapped to Newcastle. Oh, I love that. Quite a flying visit, to be honest with you. We were. Uh, we drove down on Monday afternoon, and then we were back for two o'clock and, and Tuesday. So, uh, definitely yeah, we, we went visit, to but... we went to play Newcastle in September, and uh, we barely got time to like see much of the the city because we were basically like in and out. You know, we stayed overnight, but I, I, honestly, it felt like felt like felt like that. You know, we did get most of the tour it. of the city. We were looking for that bank machine, though, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No bank machine anywhere. They don't we do bank machines. Yeah, ah, that's where we were staying anyway. Because we were trying to get a chippy. Yeah, no, that's um, we were trying to get a chippy and uh, it only took cash and couldn't find a bank machine anywhere. And also, we couldn't find another chippy anywhere. <laughs> they definitely need to do something. There's, you would have needed a bank machine because they're doing these these academy venues do the double painters. Uh, yeah, thirteen quid. Yeah, is it the is it the O2 academies and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw them. They're massive. They're like um, buckets. Thirteen quid. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, my it's pal got one. Uh, my pal got one when we went to see the snots actually in Edinburgh, and you got like a big two painter, and it, honestly, it was about the size of my head. Aye, <laughs> you you end up it just goes flat as a pancake as well after. Yeah, that length of time on a bus. So, yeah. anyway, <laughs> we've, we've just went completely off track already. But uh, pronunciation of the name—did I get that right there? Um, yeah, I mean, almost right. We we're, we're the cartoons, um, but um, that that was that was a really good like pronunciation of our band, the cartoons. Um, but. Most people, like my dad, called us for about like six months the Catons, um, and <laughs> I'm trying. To, it's like everybody else. They we've had cartons. The the car yeah, and every the time cartons. like every time we're trying to say the name to someone and they don't know how to like how we spell it, they think we're saying the cartoons, like um, like a TV show cartoon, but saying cartoons. It's it's a weird um, one that. I had the, the kind of same situation with uh, with Brooke Combe, but I'd actually listened yeah, to something. Everyone calls that her Coombe. Coombe. Brooke, Brooke Combe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough that I'd heard her on something else. I think it might have actually been uh, when she did Yes, Sir, I Can Boogie on Open Goal. And I right. made a mental yeah. note. She, she said to, to Simon Ferry, I'm, I'm glad you got my name right, which suggested to me that he had got her name wrong previously. Uh, but I wasn't even making the same mistake, so I just always thought it was Combe because um, I don't know, I just thought that's how, how everybody would would say it. But then when people started saying Combe, I was like, oh no, is that is that actually how how Brooke, Brooke's surname is pronounced? But she confirmed that it's Combe, like as in like a hair comb. She's great. 
Uh, it's, it, you know, I'm a very kind of, uh, I, I didn't want to go off to a bad start with you there, so I'm glad that we've, we've got the, the name nailed. Uh, no, sorry, um, we, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be like annoyed or offended at all if you even called our name like, I don't know, the, the most like, um, like if you got it completely wrong, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be like offended or annoyed you know i mean it happens it happens all the time it does because i mean it's it's, it's a foreign name you know (laughs) like right that's it we're not doing the podcast just because you've said our name wrong not that's that game's a bogey after our technical problems that we had at the start there as well uh yeah you've you've been put through the mill tonight already the can you give the listeners a bit of background to the band and the style and and how you got together initially as well uh, so a bit of background about the band. Um, so I had an old band, and then I left, and um, a couple of shows were coming up. Um, I was I got asked to support the the Lathams um, and Shambolics, um, just like myself, and I really didn't want to do it myself. So what we done is we we all made like a band and we didn't have a band name for like ages so we were like oh we'll just uh, we'll stick with just Adam Frame we done those uh, two shows uh, Lathams in February 2020 and uh, Shambolics in March 2020 then all the coronavirus lockdown stuff hit and it gave us like time to kind of reflect on what we want to do with the band and stuff, because I mean, we'd only we'd only played like two shows, you know. We we're still like very much at the beginning of our kind of musical existence and and stuff. Uh, we decided to like try come up with band names, and we picked a a word which comes from the Mayan calendar. Um, so it's a Mayan the Mayan calendar is like to do with the Aztecs and stuff in South America, and. Yeah, we call ourselves the cartoons, and since then we haven't looked back. You know, we've uh, been releasing tunes and playing gigs under under that name, and yeah, we're all we're all pals. We're all from the the same area of um, like background area. We're all from Livingston, West Lothian, and that's the. I mean that's that's just the background of our band, yeah. We've, since then we've we've been like releasing tunes and um just playing shows and being ourselves. Uh, played Isle of White, uh, supported uh we've supported Vistas at the Barrowland Ballroom, um that was just a couple of months ago. Um well I say a couple of months it's February now. Um so it was it was about two months ago now. And um yeah, we can't wait for Wallet this year. We'll bring for us, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Looking back at twenty twenty one, it was it was a massive year for you in terms of you released Holiday and and similar faces as well. Is your first two? Oh yeah, one, yeah. I know. Well, it, it, it was it was madness. Yeah, I remember at the start of twenty twenty one, like myself and I, I think uh, the rest of the band as well. We, we had absolutely no idea what what would happen like with the year 
um, didn't know if we'd still be in like lockdown like this time now, if you know what I mean. Like in, in the past, we'd be like, oh, we'd, we'd still be like just no gigs and stuff in 2022. And uh, it felt, well, to me, it felt so strange in lockdown, um, just doing absolutely nothing. Um, I remember um, when we got when we got the news for about doing the tour, and I remember, we, did we not get it about sort of March time? It was just after we'd been in the studio with Similar Faces. And I think we were all kind of sceptical that it was even going to go ahead. And then we managed to get five dates out of it as well as the festival. So I think it was... Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember we were like, oh, I don't know if this will actually go ahead, but we're, we were still, like, so excited to, like, be offered that and stuff off this feeling. Um, the promoters and... Yeah, we, we we took it like why why wouldn't we take it you know because even if it wouldn't go ahead like in September and stuff when it when it went ahead like there'd always be like another time to reschedule you know um nah. yeah I I can see that there was a a few setbacks in terms of cancellations and I suppose that is just kind of part and parcel of the circumstances uh something that we're still living with and having to deal with. But overall, it, it looks like a, a really positive year. And, and how big was finishing the year with the Vista show and, and playing the Barras? It's a, it's, a, it's obviously a, a dream venue yeah, for that was, that was, Scottish uh, Act. That was possibly like one of the most surreal moments. Is um, I remember when we all got the email through it, and I think, we all caught it at the exact same time. I was sitting in my girlfriend's kitchen and I saw it and I was like, you know, that sort of feeling you just punched the air. I think you said you did the same, Adam. I was sitting in my living room with um, my girlfriend as well and uh, it, it came up, looked at my phone and it said, like, Barrowland support Vistas and I, I jump up from my seat and, yeah, punched punched the air, nearly <laughs> knocked, a, knocked a hole through... Um, the carpet and the concrete floor, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, oh, I was, I was so excited, and we're all just like, oh my god, you know. Um, even Matt, who, like, we we all just like every time we get like an email or something, we always just like send it into like our our group chats and that. Even even Matt saw the email, you know what I mean? It was like we all saw it at the same time. Yeah, it you was know? like fate would have it that we all needed to be there at the exact same time to see that email but there was, a, um, was there an element uh, it kind of it'd be more special because it was, it was such a big event for vistas as well and they were playing two nights at the bar is it, it just feels like a, a real kind of celebration i think it is like really surreal as like it's it was such a big moment for everybody i remember um uh, so and the first night it was I think it was it was it was Zoe Graham who was um supporting on the first night with uh, Oscar Lang um and Vista's obviously headlining. Um and I'm I'm not sure if Zoe's uh, played like Barrowlands before either or something. Um but I'd say to like everybody involved it was a really surreal moment. Um I think what was massive as well is because I mean we're just we're just a new band like our first tune, our first tune on the scene was um, just the end of twenty twenty you know and when we got three songs out and we're supporting like one of the biggest bands in Scotland at 
at the Barrowlands, you know, it's um, I think everybody knew it was just massive for us. And when we were playing our set, like, um, I don't think any of us could have been like happier. The the crowd who came to to see us was like enormous. It was um, I don't know if it was just like luck or anything that they were there, but like, I remember from the doors opening and stuff there was already like a massive crowd waiting to see like everyone play it was that was amazing yeah it's, it's kind of strange being the support because you, it's really hit or miss on knowing if you're going to get the crowd or not um because sometimes when you go to see support acts not a lot of people show up for them but i think especially towards like vistas is kind of fan base like their audience like i think we show like an enormous amount of gratitude because they did come down early and the venue was pretty much nearly full by the time like we went on stage and i think um i think that was like the biggest part of it for all of us especially like when you walk on and you, you suddenly realize like you're playing to quite a, a a massive crowd like the biggest crowd i think um like we've ever played yeah, to anyways yeah, by far the biggest crowd which we've we've played to was there was massive, um, like I can't I, I, I can't even like give a rough estimate how many people were there, but there was there was a lot like loads of people at the front, loads of people in the middle and in the back, you know, and it wasn't even like at, at full capacity. It was, it was unreal, but then and near enough looked at you know. Terrifying though, because you realise like if you make a mistake on during the set and it's, you know, especially for you and myself, Adam, like, cause we do like mixed solos and stuff. If you make a yeah. wrong note, that's a lot of people that's going to hear that. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot raises, of raises attention. Yeah. I think there's, there's quite a lot of people now just given the circumstances, I think there's a real appetite for live music. And I think that's helped in terms of support bands are playing to, substantially bigger crowds because people are wanting to go and make the, the absolute most of the occasion because they've been they've been starved of it for the last couple of years yeah, yeah. That's it. i mean um like when when we went into lockdown like 2020 and like everyone closed and that, I'd, I'd just turned 19 and like that was like the last year of like my teenage kind of life just thrown away because um because i like coronavirus and I, I couldn't go out i couldn't couldn't really do anything um it, it was so i think everybody like f felt the same way and you know everybody everybody wants to have a good time everyone wants to go out and and all that stuff and i'm glad those people are showing like support to the to the scene like you know what i mean if, if they're going out um a lot of people are going to gigs um local gigs and even even big gigs and that just people people going out now it's uh, to us, i don't know what i'm saying maybe just maybe we're blind out but uh but do, do, do you know what do you know what i mean no, I, I, I don't I know, know how, to, how to describe it but i'd I, I'm trying to think right now what what's the words which I'm trying to say. Um I, I think I think it's almost a kind of making up for lost time type attitude that a lot of people have got. And you you mentioned the local gigs getting a, a lot of support and that's a, a kind of nice segue into 
Yeah, what is my next yeah that, that's anyway? what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, like, like, people have been like locked in their house, locked in their rooms, you know, doing nothing. It's great to see that when people are going out, they're going to like local gigs and that, and loads of people are like interested in in the local music scene and the Scottish music scene. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's certainly thriving. The uh, yeah, it's, it's grown. It's grown. It's grown a lot. Yeah. There's, what there's I like about it is new bands. everybody's come back with like such a massive amount of energy. Because when we played in Edinburgh, we played Sneaky Pete's like halfway through our tour, and uh, a whole lot of folk from my work came along. I won't disclose any names so that they uh, can keep their their dignity. But like the the scenes at Sneaky Pete's were like unreal. There was like, a huge mosh pit, and I think. Um, Gordon, who does the sound and the lights and everything at Sneaky's, like he always does an incredible job. But I think it really helped that night because there was obviously with the lights flashing and like folk were just going mental and like um, starting mosh pits and things. I think it was crazy and it was a sort of strange return. There's a video, a particular video, somebody, I think it was Declan Fisher's mum that took it. Um, and she's standing at the side. She's standing on a bench trying to get out of the mosh pit. And the camera pans around. There's like folk proper, just like, oh, crazy, man. It's really, really fun. There's people bro. crowd surfing and everything. It was brilliant. Oh, do you mind that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's people crowd surfing, people mosh pit. And um, oh, it was such a great energy. And it was literally just right um, straight, out of, straight out of lockdown, you know, when, when we played our tour and stuff. Just amazing. How grateful are you to to this feeling that they're obviously given a platform for a number of bands across the UK? Super, to... super grateful. Super yeah, grateful, I think we yeah. we owe them so much. Yeah. Like what um what this feeling like are doing like regarding like they they put on shows all over the country. You know what I mean, and have all all these all these people. You know which we've we've met now, which we would have wouldn't have met if it if it wasn't for them um you know just uh even them just like kind of thinking thinking of us and putting them on their like bills for for like 2021 and um and even the 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 vinyl for like this this feeling um big in 21 like they they asked us if we want to be on it that was that was amazing it was such like a a lift up as well, you know what I mean, of our like kind of our spirits and like kind of our confidence and because it was it was when the big in twenty twenty one vinyl was getting recorded, it was like still in the middle of uh, lockdown, like early early twenty twenty one, and um, you know nothing was going on for us. We were just like writing tunes and just talking on like texting each other. Um, I think it was a. It, was I just, quite nice it, it gave us such a lift up. Give us such a lift up, and a like kind of um, lifted our spirits, our confidence. So, honestly, we, we owe so much to them. Even like them just promoting us and getting our, our name out there. Um, they they do an amazing job. I think it was quite nice as well because obviously our first like sort of return. Obviously, we played before lockdown. Um, and we did a we did a small show just to kind of get back into the scene, um, in Howden Park, which is like sort of like it's quite near us, 
Um, but our like return after lockdown, we were traveling. We were going right down to the foot of the country and then going to play Isle of White Festival. And I think it was quite nice because obviously, like two near enough two years of being stuck in in the same place it's, it gets kind of repetitive. And I think it was. I think it was the, a massive boost just to know that we weren't going to be in the same place when we were doing our first proper gig. So it was, I think that's as well. I think we owe that to this feeling just to kind of get us out of the, away from home for a bit. And yeah, it was exciting. Quite, yeah, quite so they, get, they give us. us opportunities up and down the country, and it's it's, um, it's amazing. I mean, we can. We can we could never do that by ourselves, you know. We we owe so much to them. It's a good opportunity to gauge whether you like each other as well going out into her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um also like even even the bands which we've met during the this feeling like tours and stuff in Isle of Wight Festival, they're all they're all like such amazing bands, you know. Um We've, we've nice. met so many, and they're all they're all absolutely like absolutely outstanding bands. It's nice hearing you know local bands from say like Manchester. Or we met um, a band called Flechettes from Wigan, and it was quite interesting hearing how their stories kind of link up to ours. And it doesn't really change for anybody, regard like regardless of where they are. Like I feel like it's quite nice to realise that. Um, every local band has the same kind of experiences and it's sort of like I don't know, it's quite interesting um, so it was nice to meet all these people and kind of share what they're feeling as well and, yeah yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting point they, uh, I had the, the notions on last week and there's, yeah. there's a part they're, of the podcast a band. Band. they gave yourselves <laughs> a, a shout out and, and said that it, it's just kind of there's almost a feeling of community on these tours that yeah. you build up relationships that can only be beneficial going forward because you've got that that friendship there that that means when when opportunities arise later on they've maybe get you in mind or you've maybe get them in mind and it, it just kind of it works both ways and it's it seems very beneficial building up these relations that's it i mean like music isn't a competitive thing which i absolutely love um, I'm not. I'm not competitive in the slightest, um, you know. And I think that's that's the great thing about like music community. You know, nobody's nobody's competitive. We're all just supporting each other. So back to gigging tomorrow night. Uh, you've got the, the gig with Dictator in Bathgate. How how much are you you looking forward to to playing that show and, and playing with a band that are are really riding the crest of a wave just now. I were were well excited. Um but um I think yeah uh, it's it's gonna be good getting back into um especially because I feel like we kind of um they were slightly before us but I think they certainly started to rise about the same time as we kind of formed. So I think we've always looked up to them and Zach from Dictator um before like years ago and zach was the kind of guy that introduced myself to the music scene he invited me along to play at a tent in a nightclub uh, just somewhere in levy and um, that was like my sort of foot in and after a couple of years i met adam and now we're kind of like it's like we're meeting up again so it's like 
dictator and cartoons and it's I don't know it's quite it's quite exciting and um I think dictator have like a really cool sound as well and I'm quite excited to see them live because um I've not yet had an opportunity I'm not sure if you have have you had them uh, no, this is my or... first time seeing live, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, I, I, I've always really wanted to see them live. Um, they're all absolutely like the soundest guys about. They're all so sound. Um, yeah. As well, um, as I'll just be a class night. I can't wait for it. Um, I'm just trying to think of the words to say, but I can't, I can't really. I'm just well excited to play. You know, it's going to be good as well because we've got. Um, after some time off, we managed to get a couple of new songs into our set because we were last year we were just constantly rammed with playing shows we never really had much time to introduce new stuff so because we've had a little bit of, of a break over christmas it's uh it's been quite refreshing just to add some new songs and stuff so I'm excited to debut some of them as well and i know that there's, there's obviously a lot of chat about west loading and the the amount of talent all coming through at the same time is, is quite extraordinary. That will only enhance the the atmosphere at these these gigs. As I say, a dictator, uh, their gig at broadcast is is sold out. There's there's obviously quite a lot of fanfare, and it must be exciting to be to be part of that. Yeah, like the sort of brand new Manchester of Livingston. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, I think it's um, the West Lothian scene right now is mental. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. I think it has helped that we've had such like strong pioneers. Obviously, Lewis Capaldi is like the leading pioneer, but then you got the Snuts and Mark Sharp and you know Vestas, Luke Lavolpe. Like they're just like carving a path that's so diverse and sort of phenomenal. I think that's um. It's bringing a lot of attention to it because it's just a lot of different crowds looking at the exact same place. So it's it's quite cool to be to be involved with the sort of rise of it. Yeah, that's it. It's it's, it's an extraordinary time, and it's it's great to see so much good quality stuff coming out at the, at the same time as well. And it, it does feel like it's uh, it's almost like an underdog story because it's not coming out of Glasgow or, or Edinburgh, places that you would maybe consider more traditional for for established acts performing. Instead, it's... And even the fact that you're playing tomorrow night in Bathgate, have you found that that's something that like, local gigs are, are beginning to rise as well uh, around you? Well, that's it. It's sold out, which is... I mean, it's it's great. Uh, I've We've never had a... Uh, I've, with my old band, we played um, at the Breakfast Club um, once or twice, and we've never had it sold out. And now it's like because there's that kind of rise in like local gigs and the local scene. Let's you know people are wanting to go, and it's it's now sold out. That's mental, you know. Um, yeah. It's okay. to to be honest. What I what I would say though is there there isn't like there isn't too many venues in West Lothian for as big a music scene as like. There's there's not many, not many venues to play in in Livingston, um, like the only the only one which like, you know I I should, I think venue wise there there could be there could be a lot more for like venues, but my midnight breakfast club is 
on new. Um, so uh, yeah, it's unreal that we've we've all managed to like sell this out. Yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting. I do agree with Adam though. I think um, because a lot of people are now paying attention to the music scene here, there should be a build on like a, a focus rather on sort of like venues and stuff around here. I think um, they could be utilised, and I think. Um, you know, I think especially for bands around here, it's going to encourage more people to want to get into the scene because they're not having to travel too far. If they don't want to go to Edinburgh or Glasgow, they can play a venue in, in Bathgate, which is just right next door to them or whatever. I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a need, I would say. I think I've got the perfect solution. You've got that abomination of a plastic football pitch in Livingston. Why don't you just build a massive match on it? It's not a bad shout, to be fair, yes. Was it the... Yeah. It's not going to affect the AstroTurf, is it? So this is the, the perfect solution. Get 10,000 people in there, no problem. That's uh, easy. <laughs> that's, that. that's, uh, that's a box tick. We've managed to... Um, find one solution but i think that's a that's a really good point i think as the the scene continues to expand and the popularity of and the hunger for live music continues to grow as well you do need obviously facilities to meet that demand uh and someone's obviously missing a trick there because it's uh these venues would be packed out if they existed yeah definitely I think it's the same with like nightclubs around here. There's no nightclubs. There's one. I think there's a, a big market for um, live venues and sort of like music venues. And I think somebody's missing out. And So looking at next year, guys, um, or this year now, we've actually started 2022. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's so weird to say 2022, to be honest. Um, the, uh... See, in reality, mate, I'm still stuck, stuck in like 2019. Like, I can't believe it's, it's this far or this far ahead now, you know. Ah, <laughs> time goes dead quick, but at the same time, that's strange considering how little has <laughs> it felt like has happened over the last two years. There's a lot happened, but as a result, not much happened because of a lot. Uh, yeah, just serial times. But looking at your <laughs> your plans for the the new year, the Mash House uh, in April looks like a a real standout. Only a tenner for a ticket as well. Uh, promises to be a brilliant night. Yeah, um, and <clears throat> there is uh, still tickets available. <laughs> cough, cough. Um, if anybody listening wants to purchase a ticket. Um, yeah, uh, honestly. Some fine advertising there, Adam. I know. Ah, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, we're playing Mash House in, in April. Um and to be honest, I'm I'm well excited for it. I'm I've never I've never actually set foot in the Mash House before to um to like watch a gig or play a gig. I almost um I remember I had tickets but I gave them to, to Declan Fisher because I, I ended up not being able to make it. Um I had tickets to see uh, Brooke Combe there. Um, last year when she played it and uh, it's she sold it out and it looked amazing. Um, 
I can't wait to play the venue. It looks amazing. When I was 17, my mates played a gig there and we got an invite to go. And I showed up at the door. CD's gone off. I showed up at the door and um, they were like, oh, it's, it's over 18s only. I was like, I am over 18. I just don't have ID because like, I can't drive yet. And I was like, I've never been abroad, so I don't have a passport. I, I was like really trying to work my way in there. But uh, I got knocked back in the end. So me and my mates just like dawdled about trying to find something to do. And then my pal passed out in Prince's Street. So it was a good night overall. But it'll be good to actually be good to actually get into the Mash House this time. He says with optimism. But when we get to that night, we'll see what actually happens if I uh, get turned down again. No, my own a really cruel twist of fate if you were rejected for the second time uh, when you're legally should be allowed in this time. So, yeah. I Positive thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so same. Um... That's happened. To, that's happened to me before. I was once playing a gig and uh, I walked outside for like a second to like, answer a phone call. It was just when I was playing a pub gig and I was like eighteen, and uh, I didn't have like I just had my phone on me. I didn't have my wallet or anything. And the guy goes, I walk right out and try to go back in. And the guy goes, Right, if you got ID on you, <laughs> and I was like, What? I'm what are you about? I'm playing, and uh, he wasn't. He wasn't having it. I had to get my dad to bring my my wallet out and that. Yeah, it's, I've had the same thing. I can't remember where it was, but I'd been on stage, and I came off and went out the side door just to, I don't know, just to go outside or whatever. And I was trying to get back in. The guy was like, "Have you got any ID?" And I was like, "You just saw, like you just watched me on the stage." I knew. Concentration wasn't his strong point, clearly. Don't think he was paying. <laughs> the, uh, I, I must admit, I, I said that I'm in my mid-30s, so I don't, I don't tend to get uh, to get many of those questions. But you take it as a compliment when you get a wee bit older, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, although if it's actually preventing you from, from doing your actual job, then it seems a wee bit kind of <laughs> counterproductive that... Um, uh, I'm half and half now. Just depends where I go, cause either I I don't get ID'd, or I get like ID'd for everything. Like if I get I get ID'd for everything, um, I I, I still get like ID'd for like paracetamol and stuff sometimes, you know. Um, it's the issue with um with face masks as well, cause like yeah, I've got like a big face full of stubble and you know tattoos and that, and it's like. You can't see the, the stubble because of the a face, face mask, because I'm usually wearing a... Well, no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Post Malone, but um, I you know, like, I'll be wearing, like, a big jacket or something, and somebody will come over to ID you, and just, like... I don't know, the face mask, or I, I, like, they just... It's not helped, because they, they, they can only see your eyes now. It's very hard. I suppose it's very hard to judge people and, like how old they are just by looking at their eyes but yeah yeah a few times i've been told to pull my mask down and then that's when the really depressing bit hits in because someone goes or they ask someone else and they go oh she's definitely over as if it's the most <laughs> stupid question ever and you kind of uh, i feel like are, I'm are you personally attacked in asda you hear them going are you joking they're like well old you eh? <laughs> I'll have but you know I, I, I'm only 16. <laughs> well, well I, I worked in 
I worked at Asda uh, when I was at uni, and uh, they used to send in people to like yeah that were underage and, and tried to buy bevy. And I worked on the DVD counter, uh, so it would be parental guidance CDs or people buying computer games and DVDs. And you think you're just out to get me here, but then they changed it to <laughs> Challenge Twenty Five. Which yeah. um, was probably a good idea, but you might not look over 25, but you do look over 18. It was very confusing. Uh, surprised I didn't lose my yeah. job, actually. Uh, I remember doing a, uh, a wee bit of work in Tesco, and I remember like getting the, the tuning day and them telling us that as well. But um, luckily, I, I didn't have to, like, I, I didn't work at Tills or anything. I was just like doing the, doing the groceries, just stocking stuff up. I'm lucky I didn't have to like pure like deal with any of that, you know. It just feels like really rude as well. Like you know, like you ID something, you're like, oh, "Do you have my ID?" And they whap it out, and they're like 27. You're like, "Oh, sorry." It's just because you look like a, a, a Wayne. <laughs> I, I appreciate that we're now just talking about having jobs in supermarkets, but I absolutely loved my time uh, doing the delivery driving. For as that in fact, that's a lie. I fucking hated it, but it was uh, <laughs> the, uh, just rallying about a, a grocery van in the city centre of Glasgow, constantly getting parking tickets to the point where I get pulled up into the office to tell me that four figures worth of parking tickets because you're not allowed to park anywhere in the city centre, <laughs> which is very difficult when you're having to make deliveries in the city centre. Uh, and it wasn't coming out of my pocket, so I was thinking, well. Stick it to the man. I was going to say, it's, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> they can afford it, so you can park whatever you want, really. <laughs> that's it. I was, I was actually encouraging the parking attendants. I better not say this, as they're going to end up suing me. Not that anyone... I was, I was here, mate, come over here. I've parked on a double yellow line. You'll want to put a ticket on that. <laughs> well, see, to be honest, if it was a choice, say your car was parked 100 yards up the road on a double yellow and my Asda van's there. I want the Asda van to be booked and not you. Aye. It's a corporation yeah. that's paying the, the £60 <laughs> fine when, I, when the Asda van gets it. £60 out of your pocket's a harsher one. So, yeah. Aye, exactly. I, and I don't know what the chances are that anybody from Asda is listening to this. Um, possibly not much because they cut off all ties with me because I was the worst delivery driver that's ever <laughs> set foot in Asda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was an interesting job. The amount of people around Glasgow that just get shitloads of cat litter and water, it was uh, it was challenging, especially when you go up three flights of stairs. Uh, oh no, that was backbreaking. Nah, I, I can do that. Yeah, heavy lifting and all that stuff. No, I mean I don't know. Like some work for like DHL and like lifting stuff and taking very about for for a wee, a wee bit like during lockdown. And honestly, it was. That was hell. I can't. I can't. I don't want to lift anything ever again. To be honest, <laughs> I don't like any lifting again. I I can remember a night where I was I was out at Parkhead, and uh, a Domino's delivery guy was a was delivering to the same uh, address. Now I'm up and down the stairs about three or four times while he's shopping. He gave the Domino's delivery guy a fiver for delivering his pizza and gave me nothing. 
Where's the justice oh, in that? Chicken. I had to do a, a, a substantial more work. If you're a lifestyle man, I'm a bit more joy to his life, but. Jeezo. Have you ever, like, just like a general question, have you ever got like any tips for like blabbering? Did you, did you ever get like tips for blabbering that has done that? Yeah, we, we used to actually get the. It was, it was a weird job. Uh, but they, you used to get like a manifest all your deliveries, and you could actually tell oh, she's two pounds, he's a fiver, <laughs> <laughs> she gives you biscuits. <laughs> they, uh, I, I quite appreciated the, the woman that gave you the biscuits. That kind of uh, that kept you going, uh, some substance during those difficult times. Anyway, we're so far off track. I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> Oh, right, well, that's that's the thing of a podcast. You just uh, yeah, we're talking, so... talking that, you know. We're a band, aren't we? We're not. <laughs> can't remember what we're doing. <laughs> what other hopes and aspirations have you got for the new year? I suppose it is the time where you do kind of set your your targets. And given you had so much success last year as well, you'll be hoping to kind of carry on that momentum into this year. Well, we're uh, we're really wanting to focus this year on recording like that's that's a big thing which we're wanting to do um and just really try to get um all of our material like kind of out there um and like recorded for people to hear um, we have uh, a few days at the end of this month booked in a, a cottage just off lock fine um which will um, it's like a cottage with a studio next door to it and it's sort of in the middle of nowhere so we can play as late as we like and I think we're going to get everything that we've got written so far recorded it's just like as demos and I think the goal I, I don't know when we're going to do it but I think the, the end goal is definitely to try and pick like the best ones and maybe make an EP for the future What about in terms of festivals it'll be kind of full steam ahead in terms of outdoor summer gigs. Well, certainly as it stands, it looks like we'll be back to to pretty much full capacities and and a lot of a big events. Yeah. There's, Scotland's absolutely stacked for festivals this year. Um, is it a kind of hoping to be part of these? Or is there any that you might be able to to confirm for you? It's, it's, just, a, it's just a kind of hoping in that... Um... Yeah, um, it's it's just a hoping, you know, that we can we can dream we can dream of playing uh, Scottish festivals and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I'm to be honest, I'm not I'm not too sure if we'd be allowed to to say um, if we were if we were on some or not. You know what I mean? In case the people come at us or that. Um, but yeah. Here's here's hoping that we we get on some festivals. Like, yeah, for, I think for this year and that. I think the the hope is is that this summer we're going to be outside a lot doing festivals and hopefully again like last year we get to travel and if we're doing festivals we get to do a few round just kind of dotted about and if we get to go to Isle of Wight again, what we didn't realise when we played Isle of Wight the first time is that they every artist playing gets like a band and you just get like a whole weekend ticket for nothing 
and we didn't realize that so we like had already booked her travel and that um yeah. it was probably to, like, it was probably said yeah. to us but we, i think we just missed it <laughs> hi that's um tell you what I'd, I'd love to go back to earlier right this year that would be yeah. that would be unreal um, as well we were we spent most of the day just kind of mingling with people and I, I don't know there's a sort of vibe about summer and drinking out outside in a festival with like sort of various different kinds of music playing around you I think it's uh, it'd be nice to be able to do that on several occasions this year and just meet like a lot of people I think that's like our favorite thing to do um outside the gigging is just mingling like I think um especially you Adam you love talking to people you're like the most sociable yeah. character I know that you'll just could like randomly go up to a band and just be like all right guys how you doing yeah so, yeah same with uh same with Matt as well Matt, um, Matt, Matt loves, loves talking, talking yeah folk, yeah yeah um Sorry, Matt, and uh, our other Declan couldn't be here tonight. Um, but yeah, like Matt is one of the biggest chatterboxes I know as well. He he'll talk to he'll talk to him, like he'd probably talk to a lamp post, make conversation with a lamp post. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the the white lineup. Uh, it's it's fairly diverse this year. Uh, the big top headliners, Craig David, Shaggy, the Cooks, Happy Mondays. Uh, yeah, Shaggy. good to see Shaggy. I need, to, I need to look this up. Anyway, Festival 2022. Let's see. So you got... Um, Louis Capaldi, Lionel Richie, uh, Neil Rogers, Kisabian. Kisabian are always amazing live. They were the first I band it, I ever saw, and they were amazing. It's such a, it's such a generic festival choice, though, isn't it? Like, they just always go back to the same, yeah, the same stuff. I would, like, uh, I would really like to meet Niall Rogers, though. I think, like, obviously, his history of songwriting is something to be very Niall much Rogers so idolised. Nate Rogers looks like the coolest guy ever. The Happy Mondays are also playing. That's amazing. UB forty. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I was. See when you said Shaggy, I was just like, who's who's that again? Because it's not it's not like Scooby Doo or anything. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, but, the, it wasn't me guy. Yeah. Have um, ever heard the Wurzels version of that? It's like a country version. So. <laughs> I remember you showed me them. They were oh, mad. Yeah, that's shit. That's good. Yeah, do you, do you yeah. know who we're on about? Yeah, just I, to I stay don't know. Cool. Yeah, just just yeah, to catch yeah. up. Do you know do you know who the worlds are? Yeah. Yeah, they're a, they're almost a kind of uh, a country type band, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're, they're a kind of comedic band as well, but they're they're absolutely brilliant at what they do. Like, honestly, they're brilliant. A combine harvester, yeah, that's, that's it, isn't it? Ah, that's the ones. <laughs> but um. Yeah, they did a version of it. I don't know why they're not. They should be, yeah. Yet again, we're straying well away, but I'm now in a rabbit hole. They've been going since 1966. They've had so many past members. It's unbelievable. I had no idea. 
I just I just know they've done like loads of covers and stuff and kind of put their own like version on it. That, that's incredible, isn't it? Like, that's over 50 years. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're still going. It doesn't really. No. Well, if they're not, then they should come back and they should play it at a festival with us because I think that would be a tremendous thing to happen. And they've got a Christmas song. I'd, I'd, and they've got a Christmas I'd, album. I'd be well up for that. <laughs> <laughs> the first com- they got a compilation album. It's called like Never Mind the Bullocks or something like that. Very, very exciting. <laughs> the the guy that sang on uh, Combine Harvester is now eighty one. So it it might be a wee bit kind of not to say that he's not still got it in him, but uh... I mean Paul McCartney's still going. Eh? He's just uh, plugging on. I think the Wurzels could do the same. Don't know why they won't. <laughs> it's, uh, if, if the Wurzels happen to be listening to this podcast, uh, get in touch with the guys and and let's make this happen. Yeah, <laughs> I... I, I'm going to come. I'm going to come on the tour as a promoter as well uh, because. Yeah. I just, I'm, I just I'm looking at a night out with the Wurzels is what I need in my life. <laughs> I'm looking at their uh, <laughs> albums as well, and they've got a uh, top of the crops. Straight <laughs> 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 away from Scottish India, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk to the Wurzels. Scottish Wurzels podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good idea, and I don't see why we're not already starting this. I don't know why there's not a podcast based on the Wurzels specifically yet. If, if anyone's still we've been, talk- point- we've been talking about them for about 15 minutes who the fuck are the Wurzels <laughs> so we're the cartoons and we like the Wurzels <laughs> if, if anyone is still listening Wurzels? to this podcast by this point uh, might need to reconsider their life choices a wee bit, but... <laughs> at, at this point I tend to ask the guests for a couple of, of Scottish artists or bands that you your fans of that the listeners may or, or may not have heard of. Uh, don't say the Wurzels. Uh, <laughs> not just because they're not Scottish, but uh, I think we've had enough of them for now. Bands, like independent bands, which um, we love, which are on the scene right now. So Spires, uh, The Dunce. We love Dead Pony. De- Declan loves Dead Pony as well. I'm a big, massive fan of Dead Pony. Um, I love the notions. They're 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 a great band. Dictator as well. Um, Joshua Grant. The guys. We yeah, Josh Gant. Um, Cal- is it, I don't know if it's the same as like how you say it, the same as like David Bowie. Um, or uh, or that or Bowie. I can't remember which one it is, but um, Callum Bowie or Bowie. Um, he's he's oh, been wow, amazing. Yeah. He's he's blown up on TikTok as well. He's uh, verified now, which is that's. Oh, that's amazing. I, I was listening to White uh, Novels just before this as well. I I, yeah. I love White Novels. And I think they're they've got like such a sort of minted sound. It's huge, and they've got so many members. Just cool, just cool band. Yeah, I take it. I take my hat off to like. Um, I know they're not they're not doing music anymore, but I still love to listen to uh, the Lapels. I, I love oh, yeah. I love their music. Um, like snake caps and grab life by. Like, honestly, 
the like one of the most like best like songs to come out of the Scottish music scene. Honestly, yeah, they're brilliant. Absolutely. Class, and I, I must admit, I've got uh, I've went absolutely daft uh, organising these podcasts over the last month or so, and, and Callum's actually someone that I'm speaking to tomorrow. Uh, so amazing. He'll be on the yeah. The podcast, tell him uh, we said. Tell him we said hi. <laughs> I, I certainly will. Uh, the uh, and hopefully it's just another hour or so of talking about the Warzels again. I would imagine that's exactly what what Callum <laughs> will be coming on to talk about. I, absolutely. You, you need to. You, you need to ask him. You need. You need to ask him if he's heard, if he's heard of the Warzels or something. You know. Honestly, I assure you, he will. He will come and talk about the Warzels. You'll love it. <laughs> Do you think that uh, a charity single might be the, the way forward here? Uh, let's shelf the podcast idea for now and do a, a cover of Combine Harvester and, and see where it takes <laughs> Yeah. Now you're talking. Uh, it's, a, it's a good idea. Well, you've got that place at Log Fine booked. You know what I want to hear from it. <laughs> Guys, I would like to just take the opportunity to thank you for coming on tonight. It's been a great laugh. I've really enjoyed it. We've uh, we've covered plenty about the band, but we've also uh yeah, we've learned a lot about each other tonight. Uh thanks very much for coming on. So right. thanks a lot for Thank having us. So any anytime. Anytime. Uh, and just before you go, um just a final generic question. Is there anything that you would like to to try and push on the the listeners, uh, gigs upcoming. We've, we've mentioned the, the Mash House on sale and schedule. Only £10, so yeah. get the tickets um, where you can for that. If you if you's have no idea who we are um, and you're listening to us, still, you're still, you're still listening to the podcast after we've like, ranted on, um, give, us, give us a listen on Spotify, give us a listen on Apple Music, whatever your preferred um, stream service is, we're, we're there. Um, K-A-T-U-N-S. It is and if you're about Edinburgh in April, come to the Mash House gig. We'd love to see you there. Um, we'd love everyone to be there, honestly. And it'll be the best night ever that you've ever saw in your life. You know what I mean? Um, it'll be some night. Come along. Well, I don't know about the listeners, but I'm absolutely sold on it now. Well, we're now on the, the third block of 40-minute recording and if you're sitting there listening to the podcast and you realise that there's only actually been 30 minutes of the podcast, uh, that's because we've had quite a few ridiculous conversations in the middle of it as yeah. well. Uh, but, so we've lost Declan. Uh, he's okay, but he's just had to go Hi. elsewhere just now. Uh, so, Adam, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a, a pleasure to speak to you and... I wish no you all the, the and very I'll, best. I'll see for Declan as well. It's been a pleasure for him. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, it was brilliant. And as I say, I, I can't wait to hear the, the EP when it arrives. And all the very best with the, the big show in Edinburgh as well. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great night for you. And the first of many in, in 2022. Thank you. Thank you so much, mate. Same, same for yourself. Same for yourself. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in a week's time. Until then, thank you, goodbye.